0: you're
1: listening to the quad a killjoys podcast my name is chris and i'm stephanie and i'm annie we're talking about episode eight of season three of killjoys heist heist baby why we will talk about anything and everything from that episode there won't be any spoilers for future episodes so let's get started
0: with our quick reviews i don't know about you guys but i liked this episode a lot I thought it was a good, fun follow-up to last week's brain-exploding episode. Or at least it exploded my brain. Which, of course, is all all pent up and and whatnot, because I didn't get to discuss it with you guys last week! Which is just, you know, unfortunate timing. Anyway, I appreciated that this episode had a focus on Dutch sort of... Coming to terms with the revelations of that episode, it wasn't like the main focus of the of the episode, but I thought that it sort of it was sort of like the underlying thing for Dutch's storyline. Anyway, I am really glad that we got back to the Green Queens because they were missing last episode, and we're like, what's happening? And uh, we got Anila's quest for. Kendry slash vengeance, which uh, is apparently a lot of fun to watch. They are so sweet with each other, and I feel weird about liking them so much. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel a little conflicted about it, but it's like, oh, they're so sweet with each other. They're so sweet when they're murdery and tortury. They get so excited about torturing Gander and and the like. I like that this episode brought Borna back because I. I recall when we saw her before we were kind of like ah oh, you know so so little of her. She seemed like an interesting character, so here we get her back. Yay. But the sight of Jelko just makes me want to punch him in the face because I hate that guy. I hate him. I hate him so much. They made such a point of making us hate him. Do we do we need him to come back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take. No. I mean, I feel like there could be ways to maybe make it worth it, but like, I don't know if I really even want it. Like, I just, I kind of don't want it, but whatever. Also, I love the Jacoby brothers teasing each other and being weirdo goofballs. It just kind of makes me happy. Also, also, Dutch's line about Johnny being her left hand because it's the closest to her heart. It, it makes me emotional, and I cry.
2: I had to think about it for a second, I have to admit, because usually when you put your hand over your heart, it's your right hand. But then I was like, but your heart's on the left side of your body. I get it. That's sweet. <laughs> wow, even I got that I mean, one
1: before you, Stephanie.
2: I, it took me ten seconds, Annie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Annie's like, it only took me five. I beat her. I beat her. <laughs> How about you, Annie?
1: What would you think? I... Really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I thought it it had all the right beats of having a classic Killjoys episode. You know, they got to go on a heist and go on an adventure. And in typical Killjoys fashion, of course, even that couldn't go smoothly. Ugh, they had to run into Jelko, which I guess it didn't bother me as much that he came back. I mean, he's still, you know, kind of a turd, but... But they called him that repeatedly, so at I, I least know. There was that. Yeah, yeah. But he <laughs> seems to have... I don't know. He enjoys this new kind of weird role he's in as third husband. And uh that was a very funny scene, I thought, when he was explaining it to uh Dav. But I really, really enjoyed the, you know, the really poignant scene between Davin and Dutch at the ending. That was very unexpected once her motivations were revealed as to why she's not heading the army. And I was just like, oh, my God. You know, everybody knows now. But Johnny, when will that happen? And now I'm totally worried now about what's going to happen if he knows. Or oh, so I'm I'm just worried about Dutch. And I'm like, oh, she's the main character. She can't, you know, they can't just end the war like that. But other than that, I enjoyed having the Green Queens back again. It's very interesting now to learn more about the lady. Now she's just being mentioned a whole lot, and fascinating to know that she lives in the green and can't get out. And to see Anila really taking control, hopefully for good, even if she's bad, I still, you know, quote unquote bad, I still root for her. I was like, yeah, she's taking control of the ship and even from the lady and just, you know, getting everything into her own hands. And I was like, again, yeah, I shouldn't be rooting for her because she's so torturey and murdery, but, you know, still. But there were so many times where I'm like, hello, where's the smoochies between the Green Queens? Yes,
2: yes. Yes, and I
1: was like, "Kiss, kiss, you're reunited.", oh, so I was a little disappointed in that, but um, all in all, I really enjoyed it. So, what about you, Stephanie?
2: You know, I don't think I liked this episode as well as you did. I liked it. But Jelko just really killed it for me. I was happy to write him off. He killed your joy? Yes, he killed my joy. (laughs) He killed my killjoy's joy. Uh And he, he, you know, I was happy to write him off as gone and maybe even dead in season two. I didn't need him to come back. It made me kind of annoyed that they wanted me to immediately kind of like sympathize with him and be glad that he's happy now. No, I'm not gonna do it. He's terrible. So I didn't really like that part. But I did like having Borna again. I hope they bring her back some more. I think she's uh, I like that actor a lot. I think Borna could be a very interesting ally for them to be used in different episodes. So I hope they bring her back. But yes, mainly I was super happy with the stuff with Dutch, which is maybe the wrong word for it, but I thought the scenes with Dutch sort of accepting her fate and deciding what she was going to do, I thought those were really great scenes. I love the Jacoby brothers stuff. They got to have some goofy things, but they also got to have kind of a serious moment when they were talking about Dutch and the state of the war. I, I, I like the way that they are interacting this season a whole bunch. And I also, of course, was happy to see the Green Queens again, even though we did not get smoochies. They are surprisingly sweet together. The scene about the torture and the ice cream was very funny. (laughs) is like, like, we're going to take care of you. We're going to torture Gander and we'll get some ice cream. It'll be fine. But smoochies, where were the smoochies? Come on, y'all. Come on. (laughs) But there was so much handhold.
0: Hand-holding. I can't talk today, apparently. you know, and they
1: were sitting in bed for so long. No smoochies. No
2: totally pillow talk. No sex. I it wasn't even pillow talk. I totally thought that they were going to smooch when they were sitting on the bed. I'm like, oh, clearly they're setting us up for smoochies. They're sitting on the bed together. But no, no smoochies. Disappointing disappointment in No I was also pleased to get some clarification on the lady. She's still mysterious, but we have more information now. And I was also glad to get some clarification about how the memories enter the green. It's possible this was clarified before and i just forgotten, but this episode made it clear to me how they go do stuff and then once they stick their hands in the green, that's when it kind of enters the collective consciousness. I kind of had more of an impression that it was a bit more immediate, and there wasn't that, like, connecting step that we needed to do. So I was happy to get some clarity on that for myself. I, it made the, things make more sense to me.
0: The green is like the cloud. Yes. They have to connect yeah. to the yeah, cloud. Yeah. you got to
2: upload. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not an automatic backup thing. That's, that's the next stage of you green to, you development. You have to sync with the green. <laughs> it's right, a green... Right. Green 2.0 will be like Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> They're still back in, in green 1.8. You know?
1: <laughs> green windows sucks.
2: <laughs> but With I feel the, like before we get to talking... Uh, lightning t- cables for fingers. No, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. I do feel like, though, before we get into talking a bit more about this episode, we need to go back to episode 307 because we got some listener feedback after we had had recorded the episode that made me think, oh, my gosh, Stephanie, you dummy. <laughs> and and this feedback was from, I'm going to say Issa. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. And uh, Issa says, I just found your podcast. And I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Regarding Anila in Dutch, I thought it was implied that Anila doesn't remember Dutch because Klein removed her memories. Also, now it seems Klein screwed up two daughters. He had good intentions, but boy, did it screw up Anila and Dutch. Anila has abandonment issues and he turned Dutch into a killer, traumatizing her. Good job, Klein. <laughs> but thank you, Issa, because I got so caught up in sort of like thinking about what we were seeing in the flashbacks in terms of flashbacks. I forgot that the whole context was that they were removed and so that's why anila has no memory of dutch and like her motivations of creating her so uh, thank you for that reminder i feel really stupid that i kind of lost sight of that but i appreciate it
0: well this is what happens when you guys record without me i know
2: i I, as soon as i saw that message i'm like chris would have told me if chris was there (laughs) and meanwhile me annie i'm just reading it going huh
1: Wait, someone remind me of the whole thing again. So, I still, yeah, because you guys have to clarify for me again, why, why does Anila hate Dutch so much? We don't know. We really. don't know. Has, has that ever been revealed? I mean, the, what, what
0: we've gotten so far is indication that Anila is sort of bitter about Dutch just because Dutch looks like her and Klein was more of a
1: father to her than she was, than he was to Anila. Yeah, because I think again, she mentions it this episode of how much she hates her. I'm like, but I don't know how much she spelled out her motivation, but that's just me. I need stuff spelled out.
2: So we don't know why she hates her so much besides some reasonable assumptions. However, the question that I was asking last week was, why does she hate her so much when her motivations for bringing Dutch out of her memories and giving them to Klein was seem so ven- benevolent? And she seemed to care for Dutch when they were in the glass house together. Exactly. Yeah. So those are my questions. And here is – this is Issa saying, but she doesn't actually remember her reasons for creating Dutch or that she created Dutch because they were removed. True. So, oh, thank you. Thank you, Issa, for that reminder. But she still is holding
1: on to the hate. And I'm like – let go, Anila. You need some yoga time or something. You know, you got to chill. <laughs> <It's> just, what <laughs> yoga time? I don't know, man. She's full of hate. And I'm like, oh, my God, you do some chanting or something.
2: But since we got that reminder from Issa about the fact that the memories were removed. Now I'm wondering, can we assume that Klein removed his memories of Dutch's origins as well? Because we've seen him connect to the green. So if he hadn't removed his memories, the lady would have known
1: yeah i thought that was the whole reason why he removed everything about dutch was that so the lady wouldn't know
2: exactly so that's why i'm asking if we can assume that Klein removed his own memories too i don't know it seems like
0: that must have to like logically that has to follow right Mm. but then how does the rest of it make sense i don't know (laughs) i'm confused that's that's where we well now i am too that's my point (laughs)
2: Maybe he's like the guy from Memento. It's like a, a an erasure every morning, but he has it tattooed on himself somewhere. <laughs> where Dutch could came be,
0: <laughs> could be. He he maybe left himself a note.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it does like a tattoo guy to
1: me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or young girl at the time, I guess. Because just guess- like specifically removed the origin of of her existence.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's all I got.
2: Well, because maybe the idea is his bond to Dutch is partially based on the fact that maybe he knows enough that Dutch looks like his daughter. His daughter is unstable and after Dutch, and maybe that's the foundation of why he takes care of Dutch. I don't know. But I do have questions about that. But I, I feel like I should apologize to Klein, though, because after last episode, I was thinking, you liar in my head, because back at the end of season two, Dutch asked Klein directly, "Why do I look so much like Anila?" And he said, "I don't know." And the removed memories was like, "Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You lied." Uh, but maybe he doesn't remember because he had to remove them.
0: Mm-hmm. So complicated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We are covering season two of Winona Earp on our multi fandom podcast Finalysis. Annie and I are discussing small batches of episodes. The second Winona Earp discussion covered episodes six through nine of season two. You can listen to it now and find out how to subscribe at askgenretv.com slash fan.
2: And then on Tatiana is Everyone, which is our Orphan Black podcast, Chris and I are covering the final season of Orphan Black, and we are releasing our last weekly episode discussion here shortly, or already half, depending on when you listen to this. You can listen to the podcast and find out how to subscribe at is tatianaiseveryone.com. Well,
1: it's interesting how we learn more about the green how Bryn, what's her name, Bryn? Mm -hmm. Was telling Anila when they got down to the core of the ship, saying, what is all this? And she says, every place we pass by, we take some of the green and, you know, we keep it just to see how it interacts with you because Gander has been feeding you all of this green from all these different places. So I'm wondering... How does that affect Inila and how much, you know, if she has green from all these places. Doesn't it make her, I'm wondering if that's what makes her a bit bonkers, you know, to have all this stuff flooding her. And then she takes control of the ship and everything and is trying to take control of her from the lady. And I'm like, oh my God, if I had all that green flooding me, I mean, theoretically, that'd make me a bit nuts.
2: She seemed a bit unstable, though, back on Arken, though.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: But she does say as much that all of
0: the memories, or all of the green that Gander has given her, has given her so many memories that you know she she's saying to Delcea, like nothing has worked until you mm. in terms of tethering herself. Like that's what she was referencing as far as, or at least that's that's how I'm interpreting that.
1: Yeah,
2: I liked that reference to the tether. I know. I call back to Dutch saying that to Johnny. I know, but I was like...
0: Gravity is what what Dutch called Johnny.
1: Yeah. But I was like, oh, for some reason I thought of shoot, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, what a romantic line between psychopaths, you know? <laughs> it's just like, uh, I thought it was cute, even if they're murdery. It was a very oddly romantic line.
2: But I'm wondering, in regards to Anila's memories and this reveal that Kill Anila, kill Dutch. If Anila's memories were restored to her or shown to her, how would that change her? Could that change her? You know, would she still Mm. be an enemy at that point? Or could she and Dutch align to fight the lady who might be the show's biggest bad, ultimately? I'm just kind of curious, because since we now know her motivations for making Dutch, essentially, what would that mean if she could remember them? That's a
1: really good point because, you know, now I'm just thinking, yeah, what's going to stop Dutch from killing Anila and, you know, what's going to stop them from being enemies? But if they both had, you know, their origin story and if Anila could see where Dutch came from, maybe that would make her sympathize with Dutch and they could face the lady together because I don't want Dutch to die. So I'm really worried. (laughs) I
0: mean... From a practical standpoint, she is the lead of the show, and it seems highly unlikely
1: that's going to happen. I know. Or temporarily. I don't want her to die in between seasons or some stuff like that.
0: (laughs) What? But but I do think that the fact that this is now where the show is headed, to an ultimate showdown between Dutch and Anila – Along with the revelation that Anila did, in fact, create Dutch and created her out of this desire to be better, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that we've got the lady, who, granted, they've mentioned before, I think at the time we were kind of like, does the lady refer to Anila? Right. Like, when they first yeah. mentioned her in season two, mm-hmm. that seemed like the logical thing. But now we know two separate people – And that the lady is, in fact, the one who seems to be trying to keep Anila contained. So yes, logically, Dutch and Anila are going to realize that they're not actually... I say realize. I think the dynamic is going to shift, because they are actually opposed right now. But Dutch doesn't know about the lady, and Anila doesn't remember that she is the one who created Dutch. So, yes, stuff has to get revealed here. And I feel like that's where this season is going to end up.
1: Mm. Yeah, it sounds good. With that
0: revelation and possibly a uniting of forces against the lady, it seems likely. I don't know if we're actually going to see them be on... Quote unquote, the same side. Right. I feel like Anila's not actually going to be like a hero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause I I feel like there's a little too much, not nefariousness, (laughs) but kind of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Um, you know, she's, she's not exactly a, uh, a heroic stand up
1: person. She doesn't have a lot of warm fuzzies. Oh, well, she does for just, Delsea, but... Just for Kendry. <laughs> but anyway,
0: I feel like that's where this season's going to have to end up. I feel like it, anyway.
2: Yeah, because the thing about Anila, if even if she realizes the origins of Dutch, you know, she's still Helen. You know, we see here in this episode, purposefully enslaving previously free-thinking Holland, so that they could be under her control. It's not like she's this stand-up heroic figure now, even though we recognize that she was being controlled by a larger force. So, yeah, what is the trajectory for her character, I wonder, and her relationship with Dutch?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Because, yeah, you can't kill her, because that'll kill Dutch, and we can't have that. (laughs) Unless Zeph figures out something super biologically amazing and (laughs) can help Dutch.
1: (laughs) I did really like that scene where Zeph realizes the connection between Dutch and Anila and is trying to, like, frantically, you know, do some tests or something. And she goes, you know, that's not fair. And I was like, oh, but just, you know, how much Zeph has become attached to Dutch in such a short time? I was like, oh, but I'm just so worried because everybody knows except Johnny. And I don't want Johnny to sacrifice himself to, like, prevent Dutch from going in and trying to kill Anilo or something terrible to happen like that, if he finds out. So, Ugh, oh, worried. I'm just worried. Question. Have you guys
0: been reading any of the interviews that Michelle Lavretta has been doing with the TV junkies? Uh, I haven't caught up. No. Stephanie? No. Okay. Because in the most recent one about this episode, Michelle Lavretta makes reference to the fact that she does not like long-term secret keeping.
1: mm.
2: Thank you, Le- Michelle Lavretta. Yes, Thank you. Yes, that is what I said
0: also. <laughs> because, yeah, because so much TV drama tends to re- revolve around that. And uh, I don't like it either. So I am glad that Michelle Lavretta is of the same mindset.
2: I can understand where Dutch is coming from, though. Because. Oh, for sure. I think we know that Davin is a soldier. I think Davin, even though he loves Dutch, Would understand, maybe from a tactical perspective, why this is the best choice. And I feel like he would be more likely to realize, like, okay, I don't like that this is the thing, but I understand why this is the thing. But Johnny, he, no, he's not gonna, (laughs) he's not gonna just take it the way that Davin did, Mm -hmm. and just kind of be willing to say, okay, okay. So I I do understand where Dutch is coming from. However, like Michelle Lavretta, I do not like long-term secret keeping either. So I am glad to hear her say that.
0: Yes. She also, I believe in in that same interview, mentioned that Davin is actually kind of hurt by this, which makes sense, right? Because the way he's sort of hearing this is that Dutch thinks that Johnny cares about her more than Davin does. Mm. So I think, I think Davin's feelings are a little hurt by this also, which also makes sense to me. And I appreciate that Michelle Loretta tends to focus on emotional honesty about things. Yeah, Like, things in her shows tend to feel more
2: like, yes, that is how an actual person would respond to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But since we're talking about Davin and how he responded to what Dutch told him, I'm wondering if that scene right there is the reason why they included that scene between Davin and Jelko and wherever they were sitting in, because I was like watching the scene and trying to figure out what exactly the point was and having Jelko come back and including this big talk between him and Davin. Like he's talking to Davin. So clearly what he's saying probably should apply to Davin in some way. And this is the only thing I got is that it was somehow leading to his reaction at the end here. But I kind Mm -hmm. of think Davin might have reacted that way anyway, even if Jelko hadn't showed up. So I don't know. I was just curious if y'all had any thoughts about the reasons for bringing Jelko back in particular, what we're supposed to get out of that conversation that they had. Which is where I say, is he talking to
0: Davin or is he talking to the audience? Mm. I think it was
1: kind of both. But yeah, I think that part was a little too on the nose once they were having that conversation. I'm like, oh, it's going to relate to something later. Because yeah, Dutch would have... I mean, as hard as it is for her to have that conversation with Davin, she knew that he'd take it, as you say, like a soldier and look at it from a tactical point of view. But, you know, as much as as, as it's hard for him to hear it, because, again, it was a conversation where I felt at the beginning, I was like, wait, why is she not having this conversation with Johnny? And then I went, oh, oh, yeah, right, because <laughs> he would just, you know, he wears hard on his sleeve and it would be you know, it would kind of end in disaster. So, uh, I don't know. I think he's going to find out accidentally or pretty soon about the truth between Anila and Dutch. So, I'm kind of looking forward to it, yet not.
2: Chris, uh, could you expand on what you mean by was Jelko talking to the audience or to Dabin? Oh, uh, in terms of, like,
0: spelling out what is happening or what will happen later in the episode. Hmm. Because you were talking about how we could have had that scene with Davin at the end of the episode. And I think I think it's pretty clear what's going on there. But I think in terms of, like, I don't know, spelling things out for the audience. Just because they do that sometimes.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: This show does it less. But it's just, it's a, it's a common TV thing, right? Where you reinforce certain themes. Themes or ideas is all I meant.
2: I really didn't like the Jelko was around, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I picked up on that somehow? Uh, didn't like it, anyhow. I know. <laughs> not,
0: not to take you away from talking about Jelko, but I'm gonna take you away from talking about Jelko. That's fine. Stephanie's like, be done with it, <laughs> and and back to this idea of here we forgot. In this episode, we see reactions from both Zeff and Davin to this news of what Dutch had discovered last episode. And we're also seeing Dutch's reaction to it. And I'm kind of fascinated by the contrast there, right? Because Dutch seems
1: pretty accepting about all of this. She's way too smiley. It's a little scary.
2: Well, I think partially the smiling was about making it okay for other people. And I think she just had a sense of
1: accepting it. Right away, kind of, I don't know if it's, she's going to sacrifice herself for the greater good type of thing. So that people like Johnny can live so that they can get through the war and still somehow win. But then I also...
2: I don't think she accepted it right away, though. I think that's why she was so upset at the end of last episode, mm-hmm. that she was realizing. And when she went to Zeph at the beginning of this one, I think she was just confirming what she already knew. No. Yeah. And so I think that's why she was able to, here, be a little more kind of calm and make it okay for other people.
1: But at the same time, throughout the episode, I felt like when she was really excited to go on the heist and everything and just do one last thing with the team, and I, I just felt like she was kind of taking all the joy she could out of what, you know, they used to do as a team together, as opposed to just...
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's why she was like, let's let's pull one last job together. Yeah.
2: I was really suspicious because I was like, "What Dutch, why are you acting like somebody who knows they're going to die yeah, tomorrow?
0: Because no. <laughs> she it's knows she's going to die now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's an argument that can be made, too, that maybe part of Dutch's attitude in this is basically, like, the relief of knowing, finally.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Because she's been wondering for so long, why does she look like Anila? Like, this has been a big concern for her, right? Where did I come from? I don't know my family. Why do I look like this woman who I just found out existed? All this sort of stuff. So I think there's a certain amount of, okay, now I know, now I can move on from these questions that have been plaguing me, right? There's a relief in knowing sometimes. Yeah, A relief in knowing and maybe a relief in deciding.
2: And I think in – In terms of it also becomes she now has a clear path for how to deal with this war, because that's really something she's been struggling with all season, right? Is she knows now, okay, this is what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, which is kind of what I meant by relief and deciding. Do you think she came to that decision fairly soon of, you know, again, where she was in the last episode with where she came to in this episode where she just... Had the relief in deciding, okay, this is what I'm going to do about the war. And this is what the path I'm going to take and being as okay with it as she possibly could. I mean, I'm wondering how much time has passed in between episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Mm.
0: Enough that she has bangs now. <laughs> I
1: know. I was like, I don't know. Usually the bangs look really good. But I was not a why. I was just like, the bangs look off. Dutch looks like, I don't know. She's too smiley. Looks like pod person Dutch. So.
0: It was vaguely confusing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> although I it have did to s- help distinguish Dutch from Anilo, though. True, true. Although I have to say, I was the
1: one appreciating the sweater on Davin this episode. the was wearing <laughs> That's the a cowl suit.
2: neck sweater? The what? What? That is a cowl neck sweater. The
1: cowl neck sweater was really sexy on him. Mm-hmm. So yes, now I appreciate it.
2: Speaking also of sexy necklines, I thought Johnny looked really good when he unbuttoned his shirt trying to hit on the guy at the bar.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That scene. I was dying laughing. Uh, subtle. You know, it's like, guy's not interested in Dutch or Johnny. Oh, it's funny. But
2: he's into Davin's package. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: <sighs> no, he had to bring actual guns.
2: <laughs> Davin's like ridiculously huge
0: guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which just sounds like a euphemism. I know. Yeah, I
2: well, know. it kind of was. <laughs> I know it was. So can we talk about Delcea and her reaction to being impregnated by Gander? Because I thought she seemed surprisingly calm. I mean, she is Holland
0: now. True. Fair. Since they've established that that sort of uh, messes with one's emotional baseline, if you will.
1: Yeah. That's the- fair. I think she was just pleased because she's like, oh, we can go torture gander and ice cream. I wonder what flavor, though, because I don't think she's a boring vanilla.
2: I assumed it was goo flavored, but maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. It's true. It's like they're staying on theme and it's green tea.
2: <laughs> but
1: she kind of got her revenge on him in the end. And I, I was wondering at first, I'm like, wait, what are they doing? And then I realized they were turning him into Holland Slaves. Because she says, I'm taking away your choice, basically. I did find that rather cathartic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you took away my choice, so I'm taking away yours. I know. And I'm like, this is terrible, but also amazing. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. So.
2: But I also wonder if there could be more reaction to come from her. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. we'll get more context as to why she's reacting the way that she is. But you're right, Chris. They, they have established that the Hulden are more even keeled emotionally. And Delsea generally is a fairly cool customer. No smoochies, I don't understand.
1: There's so much opportunity.
2: But they're still being very coy about what Delcea is actually pregnant with. But Anila does drop the, the hint that it will help Anila get rid of both Dutch and the lady. So, dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I just thought they found a way to make Hullen reproduce, so.
2: But how does that help them kill Dutch or the lady?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just know there's a lot of pregnant holland out there so huh? what i mean didn't they just show Delcea and a bunch of pregnant holland at the end of that no, episode just her oh, i was just her mm-hmm. i always no? had the impression that it was a lot okay maybe just i've been watching just, <laughs> i've been watching too much genre so sorry cite your sources annie <laughs> <laughs> sorry We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to us at killjoys at askgenretv.com. We like to get voice messages too, which you can send to us in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. Or call us on our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. And you could follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the
0: Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Winona Earp, Orphan Black, and other shows, visit our website, askgenreTV.com.
2: Thanks for listening. We will see you in the Quad.